You are listening to Good Talk. I'm your host, Brett Sowell. Let's get rolling. Welcome to another edition of the Good Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Brett, and joining me today is my good friend and brother in Christ, Christian Naylor. Christian, how are you doing today? Tell us a little bit about yourself. This is a uh, this is going to be super fun. And a little bit about myself. I just graduated college in May, which is crazy, and I love it. Life after college uh, is by far the best thing um, that has happened because uh, I'm not a big school guy. Uh, but I love after graduating, I got a job at Campbellsville. I'm working with Church Outreach now. And uh, kind of what Church Outreach is is that we have, long story short, we have a lot of students that are interested in preaching, leading worship, um, giving their testimony, and I am the communications coordinator for that. So um, I help run the communications as our students are uh, going out to churches, and we're working on the social media and the videos and things like that. Uh, And I absolutely uh, love it. Uh, And then, of course, I just got engaged in November, uh, which means I'm getting married in August, and I am super excited. So you got any advice, Britt, for that? That'll be on a later episode. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that one. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, today uh, we are going to try to tackle the question of how to discern um, the voice of God and how we discern His will for our life rather than hearing what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you that are biblical theologians out there and smarty britches, Show us grace and patience. Uh, We're going to give you our take on what we see in Scripture and what we believe uh, the Scripture is telling us about God's will uh, and how He speaks to us today and then how we are to walk in obedience to that will. And so that's kind of what we're going to dive into today. Maddie Nolly, this was your question, so I hope you're listening. Uh, But before we can talk about discerning God's will, we must first understand the doctrine of revelation and what it means that God has made himself known. And so the first thing I want us just to kind of reflect on is this truth. God did not have to make himself known to us. Uh, He is self-sufficient. He doesn't need us. He wanted to include us in his perfect plan. And so let's just think about that and the weight of that for a moment, that the God of the universe who created all things chose to reveal himself to us. And so the ways he revealed himself to us is is two ways. One is general revelation, which is he revealed himself uh, through creation, and then special revelation where he revealed himself through his son Jesus and in the scriptures. And so... uh, we're going to kind of break down that because if that is the most important thing to understand if we are going to talk about uh, discerning God's will is first trying to understand God and how he's made himself known. So Christian, how how do you see the revelation of God? How has he made himself known? Where are the first places that you turn to um, in order to answer that question? Yeah, of course, 
when I first think about, all right, how has God made himself known? The very first thing I'm thinking is going all the way back to Genesis and seeing how he was, you know, there with Adam and Eve, uh, that, that he, he was in the garden with them and that they had fellowship uh, with God. And that's the first thing I see is that God was there. Of course, sin separated us from God, but that didn't separate us from God completely uh, because God always, he always bridges that gap and he's always coming for us and um, he, he's always going after that one of the 99 and he went after Adam and Eve and he was, uh, and the people after him, he was still there for them. Uh, you know, I think about Abraham and, and Moses that uh, God revealed himself. He spoke to them literally. There was an audible voice to Abraham uh, that he was going to be a great nation. There was an audible voice to, to Moses um, telling him, what to tell Pharaoh, uh, and then all throughout the journey uh, going towards the promised land, uh, they were he was revealing himself in an audible voice. Uh, and then you think about the way he revealed himself uh, in the temple to the high priest, and then you think about um, all the way to where he sent his son Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, God was in the flesh. So one, we're hearing we're hearing God in a audible voice um, in, in the Old Testament times. Then we get to the New Testament and we're seeing the disciples and the people of that day that, man, they, they get to see Jesus in the flesh. Uh, Jesus is not just talking to them literally. He is doing life with them. He is eating with them. Um, he's playing chess with them. He is playing basketball. Whatever he's doing, he is there in the flesh. Uh, and I just think that is so cool that, hey, how did Jesus reveal himself? He literally revealed himself to their eyes, to their ears, to all of their senses. He could touch them, uh, to heal them. He could speak to them. And I love that. But now we get to today's time, and it's like, oh gosh, Jesus has ascended. We're waiting on him to come back. Um, does God speak in an audible voice now? Like, for me, Brett, I have I've never heard God come through in a roaring, thunderous voice saying, Christian, I want you to blah, blah, blah. Um, that has never happened to me. Could it happen to me? Of course, God can do anything. Uh, but how does God reveal himself? Uh, of course, um, it's an easy, I think it's very basic, and sometimes we overlook it, is that God speaks to us through the scriptures. So many times, Brett, we're like, Oh gosh, like, man, I wish God would speak to me. I wish he would just say and tell me exactly uh, what to do. And, and it's kind of like he already has. Mm. If you have 66 books, I promise you, you have a long, long, long time worth of reading to find out exactly what God wants you to do. Mm. Uh, and, and I think, hey, as we think, that's the first thing that we have to touch on, his inspired word, as it says in uh, in Timothy, his inspired word, uh, how it is breathed out by him. And that's what we have to look at first. Yeah, so we know that the Holy Spirit came to bear witness about the Son. The Son came as God in the flesh. Jesus even says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so for us, as we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit and as the Holy Spirit has inspired the text and it illuminates the scripture for us as we read, then that's the very first place we should go. Uh, the Bible is clear that uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God and we should hang everything on that. We bank our eternity on the word of God. And so someone didn't just walk up to you and say, Jesus came he was a perfect man. He was fully God. He died on the cross. 
He resurrected from the grave three days later, and he conquered sin and death in your life so that you could be saved, so that you could be a part of what God is doing, and so that you could experience the kingdom of heaven forever and ever. And you not go, where did you see that? Where did you find that at? Because they read that in the Holy Scriptures that's been around forever. Someone might have told them, but it was backed up by God's Word. And so God has revealed Himself. He's revealed His plan and His will and His purposes in and through His Word. And that's ultimately the first place we have to go. And so if someone comes to you and and gives you a revelation from God that God has spoke to them in a special way. This is what God had done with the apostles and with the prophets. That's how he was making himself known. Uh, Today, if someone comes up to you and says, God told me, Christian, how do you respond to that question? God told me. What are the questions that you ask, and then how do you respond to that? Yeah, God told me to do blank. All right, so I'm thinking about uh, oh, Bobby comes up to me and says, "Christian, God told me to, um, God told me to quit my job and build a house in a different state or something." Um, first of all, I have to think that God, God did not probably come through the clouds and tell Bobby that. How did God tell Bobby that? So first off, I, I need to um, match up with Scripture. Obviously, the Bible, we just talked about that. Boom, easy. But then I'm also thinking, all right, uh, I can think of things through Scripture. Like, all right, is this glorifying God or is this just glorifying Bobby? Is this um, for God's glory? Is this for more of God and less of Bobby? Is this for more of Bobby and less of God? And, and those are the things that I that I think about. Because, I, Brad, I truly believe, and I, I think you believe this too, that God... Uh, I know this. God still speaks to us uh, through the Holy Spirit. And um, as we're thinking about a huge revelation, you know, as with the apostles as they're writing down Scripture, not so much like that, uh, but He still speaks to us because He is inside of us. Uh, So, for example, for Bobby, maybe God, through the conviction of the Holy Spirit and through Him in the Scriptures and listening, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? God instilled in Him a wisdom um, and I like this word. It's it's like a it's like a secret wisdom, not so secret, but just a just a wisdom for Bobby. You know, in Psalms thirty two eight, it says he will instruct us in the way we will go. And when we're going, and we're gonna talk about God's will in a little bit, but when we're going towards God's will and, and we're wanting to hear from Him, He does instruct us in that way. Uh, so as Bobby is looking for God's will patiently, and, and as he's in the Scriptures and he's meditating and he's, he's in prayer and he's in fellowship with God, when he's doing that, God begins to reveal himself through what? Through his heart, through the Holy Spirit, uh, that now uh, Bobby's like, wow, God does want me to move to another state to do blank, blank, blank. Uh, This is what God's calling me to do because I've been in his presence. So kind of to add to that, if someone was to come up to you, though, and not say, you know, God has told me to do this or certain like that in my life. You know, because we, we know that if, if if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and convicting you of something, if it's backed up by the Word of God, then you can be assured that's the Holy Spirit. Um, but if someone comes up to you, Christian, I, I know that I've had I've had people come to me as a pastor and say, God God told me that you're supposed to be the pastor of this church. God has 
revealed that prophetic word to this person and they're sharing it with me. How do you go about that? You know, how do you go about responding to something like that? Um, especially if God didn't reveal that to me. Right. Now, how do how do you go about maybe asking those tough questions? Because we understand that if if God has revealed Himself in a certain way through someone, and they're giving a prophetic word, that it's either a God revealing Himself through that person, and then everyone should know this. Christians are held accountable for this, or b it's false prophecy, mm-hmm. and obviously that's a big ordeal in Scripture, and so that's yeah. something to completely avoid. So, how do I go about? Uh, responding to something like that, what are some questions you ask when it comes to those type of questions that are more prophetic? Yeah, yeah, that's a huge question because one, one me and Brett and I don't know if anybody is equipped enough to truly answer that. Uh, I think that's one of those things when we get to be with our Lord and Savior, we'll get to learn about. Um, but if somebody's speaking that word, how do I? What questions am I asking? I'm asking, um, or I'm more mainly more of the things I'm doing is I'm being patient. And though somebody could say, Christian, you're going to be a pastor of a, a big church one day. All right, that could be very exciting. Um, but I'm not going to get overwhelmed by my emotions like, oh, somebody said this. That means it's going to happen. Receive it. Uh, I'll receive it, and, and I'll meditate on it. And that could be affirmation. Maybe God did tell them to say that. <laughs> um, I don't know that. But I am I am not too quick to jump and, and rely on human words. I'm never going to rely. I'm always going to ask and not so much be skeptical or skeptical, but always ask questions. Um, all right, God, is this truly what you want? I trust, man. I mean, I trust Brett right now, but if Brett told me that, I would have to meditate with uh, with Scripture and with prayer very prayerfully uh, and consider that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the biggest thing is, yeah, God does uh, speak through people, but to be careful because some people just get excited uh, and they want to say things like that. And that's I, th- I think that's fun. Um, but to always make sure that mm-hmm. what is God truly saying, not what is Jimmy saying, not what is little Susie saying, but what is God saying? And is he speaking through them? Of course, they could be affirming you that that is what God's going to do. Yeah, that's that's good, too, that, you know, maybe God has already been speaking with you or, or giving you discernment in a certain area and you know you hear confirmation from other believers especially those that you trust um, you know that's important but to understand that God's revelation how he's revealed himself to us the biggest place that we can go to see the character of God is the scripture because he revealed himself through mm-hmm. his son and through the scriptures by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so number one thing before we get into how to discern God's will is scripture has to be the utmost of importance. If it if somebody says something that is not backed up with scripture, it's false. Mm-hmm. False, wrong. And if they say it's not, then they are saying that that revelation that they received was directly from the throne room of God. And it must be written down and added to the, the canon of Scripture. And I, I'm saying that, and I'm, I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but that is that is what they are saying, whether they're wanting to say that or not. That's what they're saying. And so we, as Christians, must be careful of the false prophecy that is all around us uh, today. And so it's easy for us to get quick on emotions and and receive something that someone says uh, because we want it to be true or, 
you know, we don't want it to. But that also brings me to another point. When the prophets spoke in the Old Testament, number one, they disobeyed at first. They didn't want to speak. What they had to share most of the time was not good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a good news. It was bad news. Hey, if y'all don't do this, God's going to destroy you. It was things like that. Today, when we hear a modern-day prophecy, it's, you know, God's going to increase your finances. He's going to send yeah. you to a big church. <laughs> he, he's going to multiply you uh, and your, fruit, uh, your fruits and your labors. Uh, you're going you're gonna, to uh, conceive a baby on your honeymoon. And Christian did not receive that. Uh, please, please don't, <laughs> please. But things like that, it's all good stuff. And so when we look at Scripture, it's the complete opposite it was it was things that were not good. They were not good. God was sending a warning, and then we know that it, when He prophesied about Jesus coming, that was good. But there was also some bad in that too, because judgment was going to come on those who did not follow after the Lord or trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so there, there's good and bad. But uh, so we have to be careful of, of letting our emotions get the best of us yeah, when we good. are. Speaking life over someone, encouraging someone, because I think that's okay. But we got to be careful that we don't uh, make it sound like we're prophesying over yeah, their lives. Or if we are the recipient, we got to make sure that we are not just receiving that and saying, oh, yes, that must be from God because a godly person said yeah. it doesn't mean that. And so we just must be careful and we always go back to the scripture. And so now let's transition. How do I discern God's will for my life? Christian, where do you go first? Oh, I don't know, Brett. That's the the B-I-B-L-E, baby. (laughs) That's a book Um, for me. Yeah, where am I going to discern God's will? Obviously, I mean, we can just say Bible, Bible, Bible all the time. That is so true is that that's where we're going to go to discern um, God's will. Because uh, as I said in Psalms 32, He instructs us in the way. Um, we want to go. He's going to take our hand and he's going to guide us when we are in his word and when uh, we are meditating on it day and night. Uh, That's when he's going to, because those are his words. And when we begin to truly meditate on that and and hide those words in our heart, then that's when God is going to guide us to where we need to be um, in in the will of our life. You know, a lot of people ask uh, or are always wondering like, man, I just wish God would speak to me and and tell me exactly uh, what to do. They're always wanting to hear Awesome, like, oh, I just wish God would tell me, tell me to go to this school, tell me to do, uh, take this job, tell me to quit this, tell me to, tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, But so often we're so focused on hearing uh, uh, from God and we forget that, uh, I think we forget a key concept of seeing what God wants us to say. We have our ears open and our eyes closed when in reality our eyes should be open. Uh, One of the things that is actually one of my favorite people at our church, uh, I'll say his name is Todd Haley, he's one of our deacons. I remember him sharing this. I don't even know when he shared it, but every time he reads the Bible, uh, he quotes Psalms 119.18, and it says, Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your law. 
So every time I get into God's word or start to read scripture, I pray this. I say, God, please open my eyes that I may behold, behold what that I might see wondrous things out mm-hmm. of your law. So when I'm reading God's word, I, I am not, I, of course, yes, I am listening to God through my ears and also just through my heart. But I am also looking. I'm using my eyes to see, okay, Christian, what has God told you thousands of years ago? What has God told you through his prophets? What has God told you through his son, Jesus Christ, through the disciples, through the letters of Paul? What is he telling you that you can then establish and insert into God's will? Now, Brett, God is not, uh, we can get to the question, all right, is God's will for my life to eat a turkey sandwich or a bologna sandwich, a hamburger or a hot dog? You're not going to find that in the Bible. Uh, You're not going to see, all right, Christian, you should eat a bologna sandwich instead of a turkey sandwich. Um, We're not going to see that. Uh, And sometimes we get like, oh gosh, like God didn't tell me to go to Campbellsville or Harvard in the Bible, like, it was a hard choice for me. Harvard was up there. <laughs> but, um, it was not God's will for me to go to Harvard because I was not smart enough. <laughs> same here. But um, it's not like Christian, go to Campbellsville. That's not in God's word. But God does direct me in certain steps. And, and as I mentioned earlier, we have that, that quiet, that secret wisdom that as we're hiding his word in our heart, God is instructing us along the way, step by step, and he's putting that wisdom inside of us. And I think as believers through the Holy Spirit, which is inside of us, what is the Holy Spirit there for? He's there to guide us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he does. He guides us along. And, and that's why believers, we don't have to worry about uh, decisions like that. Yes, there's big decisions we have to make, but we don't have to worry about those things because when we're meditating on God's Word and seeing it, and then the Holy Spirit, which is in our heart, He's going to reveal to us certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, there are black and white things that God definitely Mm -hmm. says to do or not to do. But God doesn't say eat a bologna sandwich or eat a turkey sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, and so um, to kind of think about it this way, to understand and discern God's will, first we must be doing the black and white things. Mm-hmm. God calls us to hide His word in His heart, in our heart. That's what He's called us to do. He's called us to obey Him. He says, "If you love Me, you will obey My commandments." He's called us to. Uh, he's called us to make disciples of all nations. He's called us to be his witnesses. He's called us to love others. He's called us to take care of the widows and the orphans. Mm -hmm. He's called us to do those things. So my question is, and this is something we all have to ask ourselves, is am I being obedient to God with the things that I know is his will for my life? Like this is black and white. He's called every Christian to do it. And so am I being obedient and walking each and every day in obedience to those things? Or am I so worried about later on down the road that I'm not focused on what God's called me to do right now in this moment? Mm -hmm. And so Oswald Chambers, he said, the only time in the forest that you have to ask where is the path is when you're off of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's an important truth for us uh, because um, in Psalm, uh, in the book of Psalms, it says, commit your work to the Lord. And your plans will be established. Actually, that's Proverbs, sorry. (laughs) Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. And so that that verse is so uh, true to this is that if we focus on the Lord, if we commit our ways to the Lord, if we're walking in obedience to the Lord, then 
our plans will be established. That is a do not worry if I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. Like you take care of this, you trust the Lord, you commit to his ways, and then you're going to, your plans will be established. Also, Jesus tells us to not worry about all these little bitty things, this or that. He says to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the other things will be added. He calls us to delight in him and and then delight in the Lord and then he will give us the desires of our heart. And so delighting in him and then he'll give us those things uh and those desires of our heart. Not he gives us what our heart desires. It's he will give us the desires of our hearts. And so if that happens, if that's the case, then we'll be walking in the obedience uh, each and every day. And here's the thing. Uh, David Platt had said this. Um, God's desire is for us to know his will and to walk in his will every moment of every day. It's not a puzzle piece. It's not like God's up there saying, try to guess which door to go through. His desire is for us to know His will and to walk in it every day. And and so the truth is this, and this is another uh, David Platt quote. He says, as we walk with God, He directs the details of our lives for the accomplishments of His will and the spread of His worship in the world. And so instead of praying, uh, you know, certain things as far as, okay, God, what's your will for my life? How about we pray, God, I want my will to line up with yours. Mm -hmm. I want my uh, ways to line up with your ways. I want my wants to line up with your wants. I want my desires to line up with your desires. I just want to be a part of your plan. I want to be used in your plan for the accomplishment and the spread of your word and worship. That's That's what I want, God. And so I just want to be lined up with you. Instead of going, oh God, like who am I supposed to marry? Show me a sign. Open a door. Uh, oh, first door. I don't really like her, you know. <laughs> uh, close that door. Slam. <laughs> okay, God, I shut the door on my own. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the one. I, I apologize. Um, we must just walk each step in obedience. It doesn't matter what God's will for us is. Two days from now, if we're not walking in obedience in the next 15 minutes. And so that's the important thing is we've got to take each day, each step, each breath just to walk in obedience to Christ. And so and to do that, we have to we have to read his word. We have to yeah. trust his word. We have, and we have to, to obey his word. So We have to. We have to read his word. Uh, and then, you know, just thinking about I don't know what situation you're in right now maybe you're uh, maybe you're older and have kids maybe you're just getting into college maybe you're a high school student maybe um, you are in a decision like should I stay at a school should I not should I uh, should I break up with a boyfriend or girlfriend should I not should I what should I do should I start reading this book or that book you know there's so many we have so many questions and decisions to make every single day but when we're making the decision I'm not to worry because we get so worried like oh are we going to make the wrong decision like what if I made this wrong decision I ruined my whole entire purpose in life God's not going to he loves you too much to allow that to happen that if you are truly committed to God and God knowing that we are imperfect if you are truly committed to him and his will and as Brett said if you delight yourself in him he's going to give you those desires and God loves you so much uh, that even in our mess ups 
He's going to be there and get us to where we need to be. Because God, trust me, guys, God wants you to follow his will more than you want to follow his mm-hmm. will. God wants you to uh, disciple people more than you want to disciple people. God wants to see people saved more than you want to pe- see people saved. He, his love is uh, never ending, and it's and it's so big that we can never, um, we can never even match up to to the love that He has for people and the love that He has for us. So saying that, God. Uh, when you're following his will, if you are truly dedicated to his, his word and you have a heart um, for God and uh, your heart, he's going to see that heart. Because remember what Jesus told the Pharisees, is God's not looking at the outside. God's looking at the inside of the cup. He is looking at your heart. And when he sees like, hey, man, I see Brett. Uh, I know, I know he's got some decisions to make. I know he's got some things uh, to do that he could worry about, but I see his heart for me. I'm going to guide him. I'm going to instruct him. So Brett wouldn't have to worry about that. And it's the same for me that I don't worry about the things in my life because I know that I am trying, God, I am trying and I'm going towards your will. So you lead me to where I need to be. And I believe he's going to take every footstep and place it to where it's going to be. So last question before we close. What if I make the wrong decision, Christian? Oh, man. What happens to God's entire plan for my life? It just falls apart. He doesn't know what to do. (laughs) No. If you make the wrong decision, I don't think we should say if. When you make the wrong decision. (laughs) That's right. Amen. (laughs) When you make the wrong decision. When you make the wrong decision. When we mess up. When we sin against God. And we ruin our complete purpose and our complete will for God. All right. Get the drawing um, board out. (laughs) Christians, uh, mess it up again. Yeah, that's probably every five minutes. Um, that's it. Give me a lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah. Guys, do not worry about that. God is so merciful, and he has so much grace. You know, I think about the story of Jonah. Jonah disobeyed God so much. And I I, I ain't knocking Jonah because I've done probably ten times worse. Uh, but God, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. Like it was an audible voice. He's like, go to Nineveh. And Jonah said, heck no. And he's going a different direction. And, and what does God do? He, he has this storm and then Jonah's jumping off the boat. Jonah made the bad decision. You know, I don't know. And I'd have to look at it. Uh, if that was just an attempt of Jonah said, look, I'm ready to die. He just jumps off the boat as Hey, I'm just going to drown in this ocean. But then God comes in and swoops him up uh, through a fish and swallows him and brings him to where he wants to be. So Jonah disobeyed God. God told him to go to Nineveh. Jonah said, heck no, I'm not going. I'm going a different direction. But somehow Jonah still ends up in God's will where he was supposed to be, even in his disobedience. And as children of God, yes, Jonah made a mistake. uh, And yes, we're going to make mistakes. uh, But... God is going uh, to bring us in his will. He, Like I said, he wants it more than we do. Uh, nothing, uh, there is not a problem too big for him. So, And that's our uh, truth of the day. If you disobey God, when? he will send, yeah, when? <laughs> he will send a fish to swallow you. Amen. Okay. Even on land if you're not anywhere by the But water. the good news is he's not going to let you drown. And so that's the, that's just the understanding of, of God's will and discerning it. Like, just just buy in to His will and just and look and reflect and be thankful that you get to be a part of what God is doing in this world and through His people. You get to be a small part of of the big plan of the kingdom advancement. Mm. Uh, 
And it's not a if, it's a when. You will mess up. You will screw up. You will sin. And you'll go, you stupid knucklehead. How could God ever love you? Just know. And I, and I, I know Christian feels the same way. I've made plenty of wrong decisions that's led me to where God has me today. Mm-hmm. And as I look back, I think, man, those were silly decisions. But God was faithful mm-hmm. even in those stupid, bullheaded mistakes that I made. And so as you look at your life, don't feel so much pressure as you make a decision. Read Scripture. Trust the Lord. Commit to His ways. Walk in obedience the next five minutes. And know that if you stay on that path, you'll never have to ask where the path is because you'll be on it. And so uh, just trust the Lord. I, I know this, there's so much more we could talk about. We could go on and on about this topic, uh, but we know you will get bored of us, uh, so we're not going to keep talking about it. Um, if you have any other questions that pertains to this, um, you can send those to me. Um, but in closing, um, I just want to thank Christian for, for coming on with me and just sharing his heart and what God is doing in his life and um and just want to praise God for the money that's been raised for the orphanage, oh, yeah, uh, amen, amen. Christians ministry that that uh, him and some some other his uh, brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ are involved in. Um, just continue to pray for that. If you're willing to give towards that, if you want to know more about it, just contact me and I'll get you in touch with Christian, mm-hmm. and we'll kind of talk more about that. But Christian, any final thoughts as we close out the podcast? Final thought is God is so good, and. Even in our mess-ups, He is always guiding us. So always trust in God no matter what. And don't get so overwhelmed about days in the future. Uh, Focus on the right now. Focus on what am I going to do for God this very moment. Not tomorrow, not in 30 years. How am I going to follow God's will right now? Amen. Well, thank you, Christian, for joining us uh, today on the Good Talk Podcast. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time. Love y'all.